I've got my thing right here, so I brought up on it too. I, yeah, I see. You're ready for episode 36 of Super High Sci-Fi. Uh, it's Grant and I today. Justin is taking a well-deserved vacation. So while we were out in the alley having a cigarette before the show, we found a hobo, and we invited them into the studio. He's, Hi. Yeah, disheveled and wearing a hooded sweatshirt. So how are you doing? Good. I'm Mr. Hobo today. Okay, great. Why were you on the street? Uh, I don't have any money because I'm supporting two deadbeat sons. Okay. It wasn't because you bought the Walking Dead box set too many times? Spent uh, all your money no, on that? Okay. No. I have two deadbeat sons that just aren't pulling their weight, so I have to spend money on them, and I can't afford anything. Cool. I couldn't afford the box set if I wanted it. Which you do. Hmm, I do, actually. So now that you have your Wikipedia entry pulled up for Star Wars, are you ready for today's yeah, I am. I'm, I'm late November up on this. Wait, Star wait, Wars? How does the Hobo hey, have Harrison an iPad? Ford starring in this? Yeah. How does the hobo have an iPad? I asked the people at <laughs> Occupy Wall Street. Plenty of them were, were poor and oppressed with iPads. Hmm. I got it for sale. I got okay. it on sale. Great. Black Friday. Great. Right. So today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do a roundup of all the information we know about The Force Awakens, Star Wars Episode 7, coming out December is it 18th? December 18th. December In, 18th. And they've released new retro posters based on the original posters from, you know, 1977 to tease at the 18th release. Is it the same, uh, I forget the guy's name who drew those. Is it the same person, Drew Struzan? Uh, I don't know, but it's the same style. It's saying, like, you know, coming to a galaxy near you, like, December 18th. And it's, it's got, like, a blue worldwide? background. Huh? Do you know if it's worldwide? Um, I'm not sure, but I know that it's coming near me on December yeah, well, 18th, and that's all that matters. In the United States, yeah. the world's largest film market, it's right. December 18th, so I have to imagine the rest of the world is somewhere around there. Yeah. So not too long, only I three weeks. I simultaneously released around the world. I be my assumption, too. Digital release. Yep. Given it's going to be a billion-dollar profit maker for Disney. No doubt. That, no doubt about that. At least one bill. Do you think there's going to be... Well... On that point, it's already logged like what, like two hundred million or something in pre t- ticket pre sales. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's already one of the most profitable, or or it's broken even almost on its 200 production. Two hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys pre ordered? No. 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 Because no. they're they're kind of hard to get, but um, no. well, to the point where people have even bought them. up yeah. all. No, some guy bought up all the tickets for his local theater because he wanted to watch it alone. What? Yeah, yeah. So he has an entire of, showing to himself. That guy's kind of a dickbag, but a narcissist. <laughs> yeah, but people are camping out to get tickets for this, just like they were camping out for like episode one, uh, whatever, like sixteen years ago or, or whatever. So they they're kind of hard to get, but it had like a two hundred million dollar production budget, and they've sold like two hundred million dollars in ticket pre-sales. So they've already made their budget back. So now it's just gravy. Mm-hmm. The I rest guess. of it is just pure profit. So I just wonder too if there's going to be a, is there going to be a Chinese version of this movie? You know how like they've gone, especially Marvel movies have done a lot of uh, special scenes and add-ins and cutouts and yeah. for Chinese audiences. Are, are they going to do that same thing for Star Wars? That seems like a kind of a violation of um, you know the canon. That, that, I mean, my favorite Iron Man three scene where the Chinese school children tell him that he can go fight the Mandarin and they all believe in him. Might right. be hard to do. It has no Wars. connection to any of the events in yeah. the movie. It's just random. <laughs> they randomly land in Sells China. Tickets. Right. Or the Avengers, <clears throat> right? Isn't there something in China that happens in the Avengers? So are you guys going to go yeah. see an IMAX? Yeah. IMAX 3D, $20 a ticket. Well, yeah. But I can't, I can't a, do that. It's a historic event. Yeah, but right. I can't do that. It's just I get motion sickness from the IMAX and all that. I'm thinking you get motion sickness from the way it's just going to look from the what the trailers seem to show anyway on a regular Ooh. flat screen. The camera looks like it's mounted on top of a bouncy ball somebody just slammed to the ground. Hmm. You you did watch the trailers right while you I were did. in the alley. I did. I watched all the. Are trailers. you talking about the like the stormtrooper jiggly thing when they're in the transport coming down? Well, that I can understand, but I mean like the. The flying spaceships battle stuff where the camera's like doing the Battlestar Galactica rubber band zoom while the ships are flying around it. Like, you know, I'm not really sure if that's going to be in the movie. I, I kind of want to hold out hope that that was just kind of like a marketing effect that they did for the, you know, like we were talking about earlier, how there's some sound effects and and music in the the ads that 
is not going to be in the movie, obviously. I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping that they did that with some of the shots for the, you know, because maybe it's like, oh, it's not on a widescreen. You can't appreciate it. Yeah, they it. just packaged it for a trailer. Yeah. I hope so, but it seems to me like it was shot like that. But I agree that the Inception womp noise is probably only in there for the trailer, which is good. Yeah. Because I don't think that Star Wars really lends itself to Inception noises. I agree. Unless they're going to get together and go Speaking about noise, dream. Clark, speak yeah. about noise, John Williams is going to be the composer. Yeah. Who's awesome. Yeah, the list for the soundtrack already leaked, so if you look at the track names, there are some clues about stuff that happens in the movie. Somebody leaked this leaked that already yeah mm-hmm. the the list oh, of the track names in the soundtrack they it's been leaked so i realize he's 83 john williams yeah holy crap well i mean he's been working since before the first star wars in the late 70s so he's had a long career well wow. he's got two more star wars movies to score they need to get those out of him fast oh just like filming all of christopher lee's scenes first for the hobbit movies just to just in case. Just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. But he, he held on for a lot longer after that, so there was no, it, no problem. It was, but it was a smart, cautionary <laughs> move, like just just to make sure. And I, I just checked here. Yeah, Drew Struzan did do the retro posters. Good for Drew. So what's the appeal of Star Wars? This was before you guys were on Earth, right? 1977 was the first one? Yeah. So this is pre you guys being born. Yeah, you guys are big fans. What's what's the big appeal? Well, I think it's wish fulfillment. A lot of it. It's, you know, everybody would like to be transported to a a galaxy where you know they can have a great adventure or something like that. And I think you can connect with the characters at an individual level. Like you know, Luke Skywalker kind of stands in for every teenager or young person that kind of just wants to get off Tatooine. Hmm. and go on an adventure. I think that was kind of the appeal of it initially. And the fact that it's just like the universe is so cool. It's so well designed. You know, there's just, there's a lot of cool aliens. Um, It's like nothing you have ever seen before. So that's why wouldn't you want to watch that and be interested? I think it's the same reason Indiana Jones appeals to a lot of people. That it's a good story with good characters, bad guys, good guys, classic conflict. And it plays out, you know, it's the the evil and the greed of the Empire and then the power of friendship and cooperation. It's a strong character, strong story. I mean, every reason that the prequels didn't work as films, like you can just look at that kind of as the, the inverse of why the original it movies work. did work. Right. Yeah, and I I agree with that. Yeah. Two, that it's it's that and Carrie Fisher in a bikini didn't hurt. Well, we Not can't talk about that now because Disney has said that uh, Princess Leia, Slave Girl, was actually like undercover Princess Leia. Oh. So they're playing like the little Bolshevik, you know, rearrange the terms dictionary swap game. But so, she's now General something. Right. So she's no longer the princess. I guess she gave up that office and she is now Well, because what would she be the princess of? The, like the planet well, that yeah, she's true. been destroyed for yeah. like 30 years. But she could have, it could have been in exile, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's nowhere to go back to. <laughs> That's... I guess she could have been in charge of all the Alderanians who weren't on the planet. I don't know. I mean, it just it seems like an abrupt change. So I can't remember. So the the last episode of the th- of the trilogy, the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader dies. Yeah, and so does the planet explode. The, the no. Death Star. The Death, the Death Star blows up. Right, because the Force. No, because no. Lando blows up the yeah. Lando reactor. And Wedge Antilles yeah. blow up the the reactor, and then right. So good triumphs over evil. Yeah. Or evil. Lando scratches his friend's car. Hmm. Yeah. So what's your question? No, I was just making a point. I was just trying to remember. Well, the the thing that I heard that J.J. Abrams... That's from Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I think the cool thing that I read when when they were first doing this and talking about the script was J.J. Abrams brought up a really cool concept would be that... You know, okay, just because they blew up the Death Star doesn't mean the Empire just suddenly collapsed overnight. I mean, this this is a whole institution and government structure. It's not going to go away. It's built for redundancy. And at the same time, it's his idea for the First Order, apparently, was kind of like, 
hey, what if after World War II all of the ex-Nazis had escaped and like all gone to Argentina and kept working together? I think that is a cool concept for where to take this, especially given that, you know, the Empire just wouldn't disappear and they're not, like, the evil people just aren't going to go away, so that would be kind of a logical thing to happen, so. Yeah, I, I can see that the First Order is one of the factions trying to slug it out, because I don't think that the Empire would just, like, you know, go down to the Vice President or the, the no, Vice Emperor. it wasn't like a black, black hole that was imploding. Yeah. I think it would probably fracture into various groups, you know, vying for power, but I don't know. I guess I have to find out what Starkiller base is first, because if it is as the rumors state that they built a Death Star inside a planet that oh. is... And it blows up entire yeah. solar yeah, systems. Right. That is fucking stupid. So I don't know if that would work for me. It would seem to be very much a copy of the first Star Wars movie. Yes. Just yes. in the They're elements repeat. and from you know what I can tease out from at least the, the soundtrack liner... Uh, notes that were released or whatever mm -hmm. that it kind of starts similarly to a new hope as well there's a desert planet there's a battle above it some people go down there the person on the desert planet is waiting to you know escape and get some adventure or whatever and you know hilarity ensues and there's a planet destroying super weapons somewhere in there and there's a rebellion well, yeah, but I mean, to your point on a previous podcast, now instead of shooting German guys in elevators, John McClane is fighting F-22 Raptors. Like, you can't blow up a planet anymore. You've got to blow up the whole solar system. Yeah. I mean, obviously... Kind of interesting analogy. It does kind of make sense, though, doesn't it? Because you think that, oh, they learn that, okay, destroying a planet is obviously not enough. We have to make a weapon that's so terrifying that you know, so destructive that people are just going to obey us because wasn't that the original purpose of the Death Star anyway that he said that, uh, you know, Tarkin... Yeah. The and, great Peter Cushing says in the, the first movie. Right. He wants to intimidate them and bring them into line to let right. them know what's going to happen. But I'm just thinking that if I'm the Empire and I get my first Death Star blown up because of a design flaw, okay, we'll fix it. And then my genius trap of my bigger Death Star doesn't work out. I better build another one just to make sure the plan really sucks as badly as it has before. Or maybe you already had one built. Maybe we'll find maybe out. Maybe we'll yeah. find out. I'm thinking that they didn't because there's this weird 30-30-30 thing because in Attack of the Clones, those stupid bug people have the, the, the first Death Star apparently. Well, I didn't like, watch under... any of those. Okay, well, I'm telling they you sucked, now. sucked, didn't they? Yeah. Each one of them? They're not bug people. They're Geonosians. <laughs> okay, the Geonosian... Flying sure insect people. They didn't have the thing. They had like the basic right, right, blueprint. Right. For they it. had the plans and they started building it at the end of episode three. And it took like twenty years. Right. So then I guess that they're gonna build another one after Return of the Jedi. Like they're taking their time to build the yeah, inside of it. Oh, but but here's like that that's been solved. That that thing's been solved in the forums and all that. So I'll tell oh, you like okay. okay, so it took twenty years because of like production processes and resource availability. And during that time, you know, by the time the Death Star was finished, you know, there had been uh, new technological increases and uh, resources had been freed up and stuff. So it only took them like four years to build the second Death Star. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a production this is, delay. Right. And there's like people on the forums have like production quotas and stuff and they're pulling from like all these sources and <laughs> teasing this all together it's pretty detailed are these the same people with like the 80 page reddit posts about how kylo ren is really jar jar binks um somebody has a lot I of think time that's, in their hands i think that's trolling but <laughs> hey what happened to obi-wan kenobi he died he's dead he died in that Darth third Vader one killed him oh, he yeah. got killed in a go new back. hope yeah it's 30 years ago he became a ghost he yeah became a ghost right he came back in a hologram and Luke. he's just been a ghost ever since of course yeah. with you, Luke. Luke. or we assume that he just kind of like Gave up and passed on after Return of the Jedi. Like, he's like, okay, my work is done. Well, he redeemed his, I guess, his failure that Anakin is, number one, dead. So that's taken care of. That he's was a Darth good guy Vader's too. son? No, Anakin, Anakin is Darth Vader. Oh, that's but, right, when he was younger. That's right. Yeah. Episode one, two, and three were prequels, weren't they? Yes. yes. Kind of. Yeah. So the Useless. hobo, too much, too much drugs. His brain's been addled. A lot of heroin when we picked you up from Covington. Right. Sorry. Yeah, he's a pill head. Again, it's been 30 years ago. You know, what can I say? All right, so now back back to The Force Awakens. Yeah. So 
What do you guys have to say about this? I'm deeply what's the concerned. premise? What's the what's the premise? <laughs> okay, the premise is in episode five, The Empire Strikes Back, Luke gets his hand cut off when he and Darth Vader are fighting. Remember? Yes. And then Darth Vader says, I'm your father, and Luke says no and falls down the pit. Right. But his hand goes out into Cloud City, just mm-hmm. floats away. So apparently the Empire went and found his hand and the lightsaber he was holding onto in the hand. Uh-huh. And then that Star Destroyer crashes on Jakku and then Rey, the female Rey, protagonist yes. of the movie. She's, she's a kind of a scavenger in Rocky. Right. Yeah. She parasails into the cargo bay where the shit is and finds us and is like, wow, a lightsaber in a hand. That's fucked up. And that... <laughs> 30 years later. <laughs> okay. All right. I, maybe they shrink wrap it. I don't know. Okay. And then they're, you know... It was sealed in a chemical bath. Right. And therein starts the adventure because just like before when Luke Skywalker's adventure starts when, you know, the Empire starts sniffing around to find out what's happening on Tatooine, mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, Luke Skywalker's hand. So it turns out that Kylo Ren... Is this why Mark Hamill looks so bad in the movie? Uh, no. I think it's just years of voice acting, so he okay. didn't have to do anything but eat pizza. Okay, but if that's what they're really going to do to set the story <laughs> in motion, that's fucking gross. <laughs> so the hand's been floating around <laughs> for 30 years out there with the lightsaber attached to it? This is what I understand, yeah. So and the lightsaber still works? Yeah. Is it still on? No. No? It's, 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 it's off when he gets his hand cut off. I, I am a little surprised that it still works, because at this point it's like 50 years old, it that lightsaber. crusted yeah. But, I mean, again, like... Science the solar fiction, wind should like, have tarnished it. Who knows? The, it's not really the important factor of the lightsaber working. It's the fact that it's there. So right. Kylo Ren finds out about this, and he's like the Sith guy. Yeah. And he's a big fanboy, so he finds out that like a Babe Ruth card with bubblegum on it, mint mm-hmm. conditions available. Yes. In, he's a big Darth otherwise Vader fanboy. Me, otherwise known as his hand and the saber. Right. So he really wants this because he loves Darth Vader. He's collected Darth Vader's burned up armor from when Luke mm-hmm. burned his body. He just loves Darth Vader so much, so he wants to get the lightsaber, and I guess this is where the, the equivalent of the Empire coming to Tatooine happens, because now it's like, I want your lightsaber you found, mint condition, with a Luke Skywalker hand. <laughs> okay, that... Yeah, sounds, I hope there's some, some yeah, different entrance That here. sounds like a really fucking bad <laughs> motivation bad. for a... For Holy a, crap. You know, antagonist this in is, a movie. That's my interpretation of what has happened in the trailers. That's all I can piece together from the plot. So and he's basically thin, he's basically a, a more in shape skilled version of comic book yeah, guy from the Simpsons. Exactly. Like, oh, you're exactly. going to give me that now? But I, I, I guess maybe he wants it because like the the power or whatever. I don't know. He probably derives something from having all this shit. <laughs> like I, that there's force power attached to all <clears throat> these items or something. That I, sounds like yeah. an expanded universe concept, and they were supposed to have done away with all that stuff. Either which way, there's the lightsaber, she finds it, he wants it, and I, I guess, from what I can understand, Finn, John Boyega, is one of the people who's supposed to go get it, because he's part of the First Order Stormtroopers. Yeah. And then yeah. he somehow has a change of heart. Or maybe he's a mole, because I read... So spoiler, he's basically Teal'c. Spoiler alert, though, that uh, Amazon fucked this up, that uh, they put the description up for their one of their puzzles they were selling, like a Star Wars puzzle for this yeah. movie. And it has little blurbs on the back about the plot and the characters. And it says that Finn is Lando Calrissian's son. So maybe Finn is doing like a Lando in Jabba's palace. Like he's really, you know. Hmm. What's that beer that Lando used to advertise? Colt 45. Colt 45. Works every time. <laughs> yeah. So you think the Disney guy, J.J. Abrams called up Jeff Bezos and said, what the hell are you doing? Uh, I, I don't know. Hmm. Jeff Bezos I probably... It still sounds kind of thin. That yeah. A, that a hand floats in space with, with a... Kind of the things. I think that's really weird because the hand falls into a gas giant, as I recall, because Bezpin Cloud City is floating over the top of a gas giant planet. So I guess they went down there with like a, a fish tank scooper and got it, like... How would it somehow? not be like crushed beyond recognition? I can understand just, that the saber don't, don't might, me. might exist. I could get that. You know, it's been floating around forever, and it's a, it's a valuable piece of whatever of the past. But the hand, the hand would have been gone a long time ago. It, you know, it just fucking sounds like that Star Trek episode with, where uh, the guy, you know, what's his name, Kivas Fajo, like gets data as part of his toys. collection, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like I have a mint edition, like you know, bubblegum card and all that shit." <laughs> like, 
you know, it, that's not really good motivation for like a galactic super tyrant. Is it Roger Maris? <laughs> is that the card he has? Yeah, something yeah, like that. So does, so does uh, Chewbacca have the same actor as playing Chewie? Yep. Peter, Peter Cripple Mayhew. Hugh. Peter yeah. Mayhew, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. His double knee replacement hmm. has worked yeah. out for him. Yeah, he and Han Solo are back. Han Solo looks good in the trailer. Like he, I, he looks good Ford's for good shape. 70 something, yeah. Yeah, no shit. Apparently and he broke almost an died. Too. Yeah. Yeah he, yeah, he broke his leg. The right. Millennium Falcon almost killed him. A door well, fell on his leg. Pinned his, pinned his leg. He didn't uh, having that kind of fracture, though, is a big deal when you're in your 70s. You think? Yeah. Hmm. I really fucked his leg up. But he's all good now. He's okay. And It'd then be he so cool airplane. if they put that in the movie, too. Like, they incorporated <laughs> that in there. Like, But the, I, I read that J.J. Abrams hurt his back, too. Didn't tell anybody for a month. Lifting the door off of Harrison Ford's leg. True. J.J. True. hurt his back? Yeah. Oh. He said he hurt his back. He did He Dealt with it for a month and finally had to go to the doctors because he, he was one of the guys that was pulling the door off of Solo's leg. Or well, I'm just going to say that it doesn't sound like J.J. Yeah, what's with J.J.'s hair? Um, I don't know. He has Way too hair. much yeah. too much makeup and too much hair dye, whatever. Well, he's only like 42 or something, oh, isn't he? Oh, maybe it's yeah, his regular hair then. Okay. He's not that whatever. old, yeah. All right, so back to the task. So, so what, this starts with a saber and a hand. Well, I think is, Grant is right on the money. This is like an episode four retread. Well, that'll be, yeah. that'll be kind of disappointing. Because then Han the Solo and Chewbacca show up, presumably to take Rey and Finn on the adventure to find Luke Skywalker. See, I read that it's that like they're on the planet because wait, wait, somehow wait, wait, wait. they... Luke Skywalker's still alive? Yes, they're yeah. all still alive. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. So you got you to gotta catch me up here. It's been a while. Okay. So, so Darth Vader dies. At the end of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. it's the Emperor, Darth Vader, and Luke yeah. are in the throne room together. Yep. The Emperor is killing Luke with the lightning, and then Luke Skywalker convinces his father to save him, mm-hmm. and Vader kills the Emperor, throws him down the big shaft. Yep. Vader dies because the Emperor you know, kills him with the lightning while this is going on. Because Vader's father, he's, he's the father of Luke. Right. So he sacrifices himself to save Luke. So yep. the Emperor and Darth Vader are dead. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Chewbacca, C-3PO, R2-D2, Princess Leia... Wedge Antilles, Lando. the fish guy, Lando. All those guys are... Uh, the fish guy, Nian Nub. Yeah, that's right. Lando's co-pilot. They're all... <laughs> everybody who appears in the end of Return of the Jedi at the Ewok party, they're all fine. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm with you now. And Akbar is in this movie. Were you guys sad when Darth Vader died? No. You guys no. were in your teens. At, how old are you guys? You guys would have been You're not supposed teens. to be sad when he dies. He's the bad guy. He was the bad guy. Yeah. But isn't there some evil, like, isn't, isn't there some, like, he's evil, but he's really kind of cool to be evil? No, it's it's good that he dies because he's, like, a crippled old man, and he fulfilled, like, his his life's ambition, like, to save his, his son. Like, that's great. Oh, no, he has and, a good arc. Well, it kind of wraps up, because you didn't watch the prequels, you said, so right. it kind of wraps up this big plot point in the prequels was that he's, Anakin's supposed to be the chosen one and to bring balance to the Force by destroying the Sith. And so, you know, in a roundabout way, he destroys the Sith because Emperor the Emperor's dead and Darth Vader dies. So the two Sith are dead. And who was responsible for these prequels? George, George Lucas. Lucas. And that ah, sort of reasoning is George Lucas. That's like a verbatim quote from George Lucas. Yeah. Which I, I, I imagine you were doing deliberately. He must be really... Rich. <laughs> no, he rich, but he must have been searching for some plot, plot dialogue or something. Well, if you look at the original trilogy, it's pretty clear that he didn't really understand what was going on. He came up with the, the concept of Star Wars, the idea. But the first movie was really created in editing because they had to kind of cut it together in a way that made it into a better story than what George turned out. Right, but he did direct the first one successfully. Yeah, but he didn't edit it. Right, and but the other two, he hired other people to come in and do the, you know, writing the actual script and directing them, and you know, basically telling him stuff that he couldn't do. Well, his big get, contribution wasn't it to make the? I mean, it wasn't so much the story plot, wasn't it? it was it was the cinematography? It was the beauty no. of the he, ships and the screenplay. It was that's Ralph McQuarrie who did the no, ships. He like George Lucas is responsible I'm for to the throw story. Him a bone here, Clark. No. He a, gets credit for the concept. Right. No, no, he's the creator. Like, I have a lot of respect for him. But then the other side of that is, you know, he made the prequels and they were pretty bad because they were very boring and didn't understand what it meant to be a Star Wars movie, which is kind of hard to believe since he himself made the Star Wars movies originally. So it's like, how could you forget what it's about? But I think that was Kirshner's point when he said that 
the problem with George is that he doesn't have enough people who challenge him. Right, and as I was going to say that he tried to get other people to direct the prequels. Like he tried to get Ron Howard, Steven Spielberg, uh, and they didn't want to work with him. No, they didn't want to take on the prequels because they thought it was such a daunting task. Like they, they Ron Howard said this. Ron Howard and Steven Spielberg and a bunch of other directors that have big names also turned him down because they were said i don't want to do that because it's just too it's too much like i don't feel like i could do it justice and so he had to do it himself and we all know how that turned out he didn't want to do it that was part of why it turned out that way did i mean did they read the script when when they made this determination but you know the script's the script i mean you can edit it and change it and you can make things in the script happen in different ways on the screen like the director really has a lot of control over over that I mean, their rewrites happen during shoots. I mean, it's not uncommon. Yeah, that I grant that, but I don't think that's how George Lucas would have run things, given his you know style it, and apparently right. the behind the scenes with making of the prequels. It seems like he wants it the way he wants it, and that's just because. Unless you have a strong director at the helm who's just going to tell him like, "No, like you hired me to do this. This is the way it's going to be." A guy like Spielberg or but, a guy like Ron Howard. You have, but later you have to look at like. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, the studio was also saying, like, George, you know, we own your fucking movie. This right. guy's in charge. Right. So without that, you know, overarching presence, I still feel like no matter what director you are, you can't make... Well, you know, that's what happens when you get really rich. You can self-finance everything, and you can take away any kind of oversight. Yeah, that's <laughs> but I defy you to show me a... Orson Welles couldn't make the line about sand being coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere, like... Yeah, I, I'm not defending the writing. It was, it's pretty bad in a lot of cases. So I, if you can't change the writing and you're stuck with the script, like I don't care who the director is, it's probably still going to turn out to be dog shit, right. which is... And once you read it and you can't change it, you say, I think I'll go on and do something else. Yeah, like, right, oh. but that's what I'm saying. A, a good director and uh, who has a good team around him can do that. Like George could have given Spielberg a script and they could have rewritten part of it. Just like, you know... Uh, Toby Hooper or whatever was supposed to be the guy behind Poltergeist. And it's like pretty well documented that Spielberg actually took on most of that movie and did most of the shit. And he's responsible for most of the successful things that are in it. And he rewrote most of the script during shooting of that movie. So I don't see why it wouldn't be possible any other way. So how about because, uh, you know, for some reason, Finn is not in the posters for Asian, uh, Asian countries. He's in there. He's like very, very small, so you can hardly see him. Like, you want to explain, that? you want to find the root of the pathosis or pathology of Asian racism, you go ahead. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to settle that. I'm fine with, if that's the preference of the audience, they have a problem with the black person, then whatever. That's, that's just the way they're going to be. They'll still go see it. They're I mean, not, they're I, not fooling anybody. They can make him as small as they want on the poster, but I don't see how they're going to fix that problem when the movie's actually on the screen. They're still going to go see it like three of or course. four times each. Uh, yeah, absolutely. How many times are you guys thinking about going and doing? Um, <clears throat> going once, to it. At least once. three. Once. Once. Now I'm officially too old to be doing the multiple viewings thing. Wow. I bet you go more than once. Mm, but I won't. No. <laughs> Last movie I saw more than once was The Dark Knight, and even by the third time I was a little bored. Yeah, I'm going to see it once. It's And if it sucks, then... I'll catch the other two on DVD. JJ's got one chance to not fuck me like he did with Star Trek 2009. Are you? What are you looking for? I've got the poster up. It's yeah. actually a very good poster. Okay. Yeah, the poster's cool. I like it. Star Wars Force Awakens Korean poster and try to find John Boyega. You might need a magnifying glass. So they tailor it. So what? What's the point? Point is, the only black guy in the character, or the only black character in the poster, is like an inch tall in the background. You can't even see him. I know that doesn't sound quite right, but I like right. I like the poster. I like the poster. It's cool. Yeah, the the uh, posters. It's fuck. Why do I keep forgetting this dude, Drew Struzan? Same guy who did the originals. That one too. Yeah, I believe they're all Drew Struzan. Oh. All the retro ones. Pretty cool. Though that's not a retro one. That's no, I the, can't see it. That's the theatrical. Oh, so what I do you guys think about it. the new uh, the new robot? 
the, the new, new robot, robot. BB-8. Oh, BB-8. BB-8. Yeah, he looks pretty cool. His toy is awesome. Yeah, the Sphero thing. The toy is really cool. As to whether or not he does anything, you know, in the movie, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Oh, it seems like he is Ray's companion on Jakku. That's but, what it right. seems like. But from the soundtrack and from the trailer, it seems like Ray and BB-8 meet at the Crash Star Destroyer. Yeah, where like she finds the hand. Somehow he's there. Yeah, somehow he's hanging out in the desert. Yeah. And well, maybe they, it'll be like a Wally thing where like he just like he lives in the Star Destroyer or something and just like finds her. Or That'd she be turns cool. him on inside yeah, the Star yeah. Destroyer. Maybe. Or she wakes him up. Who knows? But I, I think he's just he has the potential to be alright. I don't really know what he's gonna do. The droids are kind of always the chorus in all these movies. They don't really they just comment on what's happening most of the time until r2d2 uses his somehow rocket jets. unknown rocket jets to fly <laughs> around the droid factory and 3po gets put onto a battle droid's body yeah. god and then a what? battle droid gets put onto his did you know that that whole sequence was added into attack of the clones post because george lucas didn't think there was enough action so that whole sequence <coughs> they cgi that entire like smelting uh thing sequence with them jumping into you know on the conveyor belts and all that and the droids flying around and stuff they 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 did that wait sorry what the the sequence where r2d2's flying or the sequence where natalie portman's trying to dodge the stamper thing well he flies in that same sequence too like he and three are on that all of that or just the r2 part all all of it oh my god all of it in the droid factory was added in post because they didn't think that. that the movie was exciting enough and they were right. <laughs> it was not exciting enough. But that didn't help. Right, that didn't that help. Didn't it was help. not because the action scene wasn't exciting either. It was I, I, thought, I thought they added it in just to sell more toys. You gotta be in front of the microphone. I thought it was just to sell more toys. Um, I don't see what toys could have come out of that. No, that sequence. Because they were already gonna sell the, the toy. Look, I I like. I won't shit on any of the design work and stuff from any of the movies or the toys themselves because i'm going to freely admit that you know i had battle droid toys and everybody wanted to like have like 10 or 12 of them and they had all the different command colors so you could create your army the battle droids were cool like you know just the look of them and stuff they were kind of stupid as characters like they made dumb decisions but they were cool i think a lot that's not really the problem that i have with any of the movies all the stuff looks good all the characters look cool. I mean, Jar Jar Binks looks cool. It's just like when he starts talking, it's like, oh my God, die. Yeah, like, please. Where's he's like the worst, wasn't he? Yeah. Where's Qui Gon's 357 Magnum? Right. When he... <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's not, you know, what, what it is, is what you do with it. Like, yeah, that's, I agree. But I think that design wise, Star Wars has always been on a higher yeah. level. I th- just like Star stuff. Trek's always been on a higher level too, and I think all the stuff in the, the yeah. Force Awakens looks cool too, like the redesigned X wings or you know uh, Poe Dameron's helmet that he has in the X wing. Yeah, I think all that looks great. The only <laughs> thing I, I really think looks kind of funny is uh, Kylo Ren's lightsaber with the side pieces. I feel like he'd hurt himself with those, but I mean, whatever might work. Yeah, it's just whether or not the story sucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That, well, for me, it's whether or not the story sucks and whether or not it's like Michael Bay does Star Wars, like, you know, substance and style don't really ever meet. It's just like Star Trek 2009 where, oh, look. Yeah, where they're trying to cover up shady plot points with big explosions yeah, and pieces. Fuck, you know, thinking about the plot too much, guys. There's lasers happening. That's what I'm concerned about. Hmm. But I don't know what happens after they get off Tatooine or Jakku. There's been uh, there's been no rumors about. Apparently, they're going to go to the rebel base, which seems to be on another forest planet. Like could be Yavin. on Yavin. Yeah, Yavin never got destroyed. Yeah, could be there again. I guess they're going to go to the Star Killer base with the super weapon planet, which looks like it's built on an ice planet. Yep. And they're on the desert planet, so we've got the trifecta there. There's yeah. been no disclosures about what happens with Luke. Because I guess Mark Hamill's sworn to secrecy or he loses money. But there is the one persistent rumor that Luke Skywalker is Kylo Ren's boss. He's the bad guy. He is Snoke. <laughs> what? Or no, Snoke no. is his puppet? Like, Snoke is Luke's bitch. Like, Luke <laughs> is the new emperor. And Luke Skywalker kills Han Solo. That what? is the rumor. 
What? In the movie? Yeah. Han Solo will die? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why go see it? Same reason it's, that it's you... It's like killing Captain Kirk in Star Trek. But they did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And Star Trek survived. But, I mean, it's like, why would you go see the prequels? But a ton of people did, and they made a ton of money. Yeah. What the prequels make? More than the original? Way more. Well, adjusted for inflation, not yeah. not more, but they're like billion dollar movies each one. They made enough money. Yeah. The thing with the prequels though is it came out in a time when like, you know, nineteen seventy seven, Kenner sent you the cardboard background and promised you they'd send you the toys later. But when the prequels came out, you know, you had your toys ready to go and your video games and your online shit mm-hmm. and your books, like so there's a lot of peripheral channels for them to make money. You know, Kenner on. was based here in Cincinnati? Yep. Yeah. For a long time a long until time. Hasbro bought them and right. shut it down right, here. Right, right, right. Having a you know what? Expo. I, you know what would be a good set of movies would be um, Harry Potter. Well, that's a good idea. They've already done those, though, so <laughs> you're on the right track. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. There's eight of them, right? Maybe we can make a movie about a semi-retarded Italian boxer who wants to make it big and works in a meat factory. They've got another uh, one of those. Hey, Creed. Creed. Creed's Creed's looking looking, yeah, Creed has gotten good reviews. Sly's going to get an Oscar. That's what, that's what I read this morning. <laughs> Is that going to be his acceptance speech? Start uh, thank you off? very much. I love you too. Yeah, so they already got that idea too. Sorry. If I can Sorry. change, you can change. Yeah. Or I mean, or 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 from uh, Rambo, the one in two thousand eight. What does he say? He's like he's like uh, uh, live for nothing or die for something, <laughs> right? Those, no. are just, those are just the best. I'm still going to stick with Rocky dissolving the Soviet Union with a heartfelt speech. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. I the, like the that. Zenith that was, that of was his pretty career. awesome. That was Rocky three, wasn't it? No, it was Rocky, Rocky four. four. Pardon me, yeah. four. Where Ivan Drago gives up. Well, but what's really funny is the guy in that scene doing the Russian translation is really just saying, like, you know, everybody gets a big bag of money and you're all rich. Like, in Russian. Yeah, I'll take that one. So, of course, they're all going to clap. All right, how do we get off this topic, Clark? You did. Once again. Okay. Okay. No more Creed Okay, back to Star Trek. Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Go. Do you want to jump in with something? I mean, Uh, no, no. It seems like you're you're fairly bursting no. Okay. I, just, I just can't believe they would kill off Han Solo. Harrison Ford wanted him to die anyway. I think that has to be like well, some they just kind should, of Well, they should have killed him when the door fell on him then. Like actually film that and say, this is your death scene. This yes. is your death scene. Yes. <laughs> it's going to hurt for a little while. Smile. 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 Yeah. We only get one take on this, Harrison. And like he's, meanwhile, he's really bleeding to death. Yeah. <laughs> that's the rumor. It's an unsubstantiated rumor. So well, we don't, That's a bad rumor. I think that sounds like a plant put there by the studio and J.J. Abrams to, to throw people off right. of what's really going on. I, that has to sound like... Yep, Because I, I don't think that they are going to kill Han Solo. That's like killing Rick on Walking Dead. Just not going to happen. Right. I just say because he's one of the most popular characters in the entire franchise. And he's, people and he's, just... I'm just he's going ageless, on, too. Well, yeah, sort of, but... I'm just going on also people's reaction in the uh, Expanded Universe books when they killed Chewbacca. What? There was like whoa, a fucking... Whoa, 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 whoa. There was a fucking rebellion amongst nerddom and people went fucking nuts and... Yeah. Did Chewbacca get reinstated? People hate hated those books so bad because of that. So no, no. He got killed in, in these Expanded Universe books. Yeah, but he which, didn't get killed on any screen. No, no. Bec- and okay. Disney has since said that all the Expanded Universe stuff it's never happened. And void. Good. And it's like, but, oh, but still buy the books because it's legends now. Yeah. Okay. Just like the Jedi are legends now. Sort in, of. Well, how could you kill off two of the most beloved characters, Han Solo? Okay, they're and not going to kill off Chewbacca in this movie, though. That's but not Hans, the rumor. I mean, Hans, Hans is where it all started. Hans, Hans Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> Dropping out of Nakatomi Tower. Yeah. <laughs> Hans, yes, Hans. 
Which, by the way, just was a Amazon Black Friday Cyber Monday plug. I know. I saw the Nakatomi building thing. There is a Nakatomi <laughs> Tower box set for Die Hard. It has an actual plastic Nakatomi <laughs> really? Tower with the movies in it. Does the glass blow out when you reach in there for Sadly, some Sadly, no. No. It doesn't. Bad. But you There's can that, imagine Is that that big cop at the bottom of the, you know, radioing him? John, what are you doing in there, John? John. Which yeah. cop? The Al Powell, the black Al, guy? Yeah, or the, yeah the big guy. Oh. He's kind of heavy guy. So not the dick who gets butt-fucked live on national television? No, no. it's the first one. He was good. Shows him in front of the building. Anyway, back to Star Wars. Yeah, back to Star Trek, Clark. Back to Star Wars. Star Wars. That joke was funnier when you did it the first time by accident. But, but why, 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 why would they even think about killing off Solo? If they were going to do it, it would just be because they could. That's the only reason I really see them doing that. I think it's for maybe, if they were going to do it, it would be like a, a shock thing at the end. Like, oh, we found Luke. Great. To be continued. Yeah, you know, and then it turns out Luke's the bad guy. And it's like, no, you're not really the bad guy. Then he kills Han Solo. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess you are. That's the only logic I could see that they would do it by. I see people revolting in theaters and getting angry at that. I would, too. I'm, yeah, but I mean, come on. They put Jar Jar Binks in all three prequels when everybody hated him from the first one. So, but that well, was because they had, nobody, a lot of, they had a lot of inventory of Jar Jar Binks. Well, also figurines. because you established that nobody was telling George what to do, so he was going to make the movies the way he wanted to. So Jar Jar was part of his vision. <laughs> you know, yeah. if it could be called that, right? So, but I'm saying that if JJ lets let's make Wrath of Khan and kill Kirk this time. Abrams thinks he has a great idea. What's to stop that from being Han Solo's death? Uh, I think just because he's telegraphed pretty clearly that this is a fan service movie. He said he wants to delight the fans. I mean, this is a direct quote from him. He wants to delight the fans who are going to watch this movie. I don't think you're going to delight anybody if you kill one of their favorite characters. I'm just saying if a serious exploration into the morality of drone strikes turns into Star Wars into, or Star Trek Into Darkness. You know, I, I can't put anything past J.J. I don't trust him. But in this case, he Is has he, he has a studio that has a lot more oversight and control. Was J.J. Abrams the one that did the stupid Star Trek movie? Yes. yes. That's what we've been Both saying. Both of them. The one where uh, Kirk and Spock are... Gay? No, they... Kirk dies and he has to take the blood from Spock or vice versa. I can't remember. Where Khan, Khan has blood. magic blood yeah, yeah, that, that brings people back from the yeah. dead somehow. That was J.J. Abrams? Yes. Oh and the first God. one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, we should be concerned then. That was so bad, so pathetic. That's what I'm saying. That's why well, I can never... I, that's my general concern with J.J. Abrams. The needs of the one. Yeah, fucking cheesy there. Cheesy. It's, the it's same cl- it's clever, Star Trek. Right, because they, they, oh they said the dialogue the other guys said in the other movie. Yeah, that's real... Yeah. Creative. They took the script and did find and replace. <laughs> Click. Well, every other movie he's done, he basically doesn't have his own voice. I really think his most successful movies are when he's doing an impression of another director. Yeah. Like Super 8, he was being Steven Spielberg. Right. Super 8, Star Trek. Who is he impersonating in Star or, Trek? Or, you know, impersonating another franchise. Like just doing uh. a riff on a franchise or another director. You know, he's doing Star Trek. Now he's doing Star Wars. And that would be my fear that he's. Based on what we know about the plot so far, it looks like he's trying to, that it may just be a retread of episode four, you know, with some snazzy new effects. How come Samuel L. Jackson's not in this? Because he's dead. he died in episode he three. He died in the third one. Oh, that's right. I remember the that Emperor Blast. I thought he was too busy making Capital One commercials. No. He's, he has time to do both. Yeah. Plus, if and you, be Nick Fury. If you're going to take the timeline here, you that's have right. to. He's already old ish, middle aged. Now he'd be like 100. He'd be like Jolie Bindo. He'd be like Yoda. <laughs> what about Yoda? Yoda's dead. <clears throat> He's dead. He died Yoda in Return died. of the Jedi. Yeah. I, gotta, I better go watch Return of the Jedi. I, you know what they should do? Here's a, here's a thought. Yeah. They should show the last movie before they do this one in the theater. So well, you I think they should just show all three of them. You know, they maybe, all, maybe that would be a good they idea. They all go together. Yeah. And you make a day well, of the movie, of all f- no. four of them. No, 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 we don't need, we, no, no, no. No, the three and then this one coming. Right. You buy a ticket, you get a discount <laughs> ticket for, you know, you make a day of it at the movie theater. Just do like four through seven. We can skip one through three. Mm, that is know. a good idea. For karma, you must purchase your pleasure with pain, though. But we already paid <laughs> all the pain. By watching it the first I'm trying time. to unpack George's great uh, prophecy, which makes zero sense. 
Makes you want to beat your head into the wall. Well, okay, and that's one thing that gives me a little hope about this is that George kind of petulantly has come out in the press lately saying that he's a little uh, upset that they didn't follow any of his ideas for episodes 7 through 9 now, that they've taken the franchise in their own direction. And I'm thinking the whole time, well, okay, one, that could be a good sign because of what he did to the prequels, and or two... You know, hey George, like they paid you four billion dollars for the right. right to do what they wanted with your franchise. So right. you can shut sit up. in on it, but you you might have an ability to input, but we'll like input, we'll take it under advisement. Uh, I, if I were Disney, I would just say to him, George, thanks, we like you, but your your best input you could give us would be going and buying a ticket and sitting in the theater. <laughs> what do you think about that, Clark Grant? Uh, having the first three played during the day, you get a eighty dollar ticket. Or seventy-five hour ticket, or a fifty dollar ticket. Nobody would pay, and you get to see all of them in widescreen as a build-up to the Force how about Awakens. You, well, how about you do all three of the originals at matinee price, so it's twenty-one dollars to see the first three. That's right. more reasonable. Okay. I think people would actually do that. But in the day, and what's we, a movie ticket now going to be for this? Nineteen depends uh, on depends, how you see it. Yeah, well, you see it's it IMAX. Like, if it's IMAX, 20 then bucks. I think it's like 15 but if it's IMAX 3D, then it's 20 All right, so $39.99 gets you a ticket for all four. All Done. right, well, that's pretty... If you're seeing it in IMAX But 3D. which version of the original trilogy are they showing? Because that's really the question for me. Yeah. Too because much, there's... Too much detail. Well, well, there's like the a version that was in the theater, and then there's the one in the 90s where George went back and uh, fixed things. No, the original. You have to be the ones in the theater. It to be purist. Well, according to George, the original negatives for those movies were destroyed when they redid them uh-huh. in 97. Uh-huh. But I think he's a liar. They're, they're still there. There's no way they would have destroyed those. Uh, and they actually cleaned them to do the DVD uh-huh. versions in 2004. And it's, I mean, they said that in their own you yeah. know, uh, special features materials. So those are still around. And I think what Disney is probably doing is that they're probably working with all that stuff and cleaning them up. So they're going to re-release the original theatrical version. Coming out of the vault. Yeah, you'll get... Yeah, this... Oh, this is... Per, I mean, you know, it's like, it's just... It's perfect. It's so stereotypically them. Like, they're, you're going to be able to buy the original versions, yes. the special edition yes. versions, and the Blu-ray yes. versions, which have even more stuff yes. done to them. Yeah, it's like, oh, you can choose the all version. $79.99. Yeah. $119.99. Yeah. <laughs> and because all the versions don't, like, alter the plot between one another... I mean, you could really just watch any version, and it could be acceptable. But isn't anyone thinking about that, I wonder? No, I mean, Disney could think of it as acceptable. No, 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 oh, I mean, I've seen yeah. all three of the movies ahead of The Force Awakens. Well, I, and making a day of it, that would be cool. Well, that's what I was asking, though, because like, the last one you'd see before The Force Awakens or Turn of the Jedi is the number you know before yeah, seven. Right. So if that's the version with Jedi Rocks on it, I would probably kill myself in the theater. Yeah. I would dip my head in popcorn butter. Remember in Jabba's Palace where they're all smoking the hookah and smoking crack and people walk in there and Luke shows up in the hood and tells Jabba, let my friends go or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. George shoved in an extended CGI uh, feature before that where a, an alien with a big, long, weird mouth sings like a, a song about Jedi oh. something and there's you know, like an electric keyboard. And, These are the updated quote-unquote... Right. I'm talking about if you could find the quote unquote lost ones, the original ones. They're not them. lost. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that would be a cool. I mean, you think about when well, you guys. Well, there's special were, features on the DVD. When you guys yeah. are nine or 10 or 11 or 12, 13, 14, drop you guys off the theater, give you a ticket for the day with your friends. Shoo. You guys would you guys love it. In no way would we have ever been dropped off between the ages of <laughs> nine and 14 alone at a theater with our friends. That just wouldn't right, have happened. All right, 14 or 15 yeah. or 16. But. Think about it. I like the idea. I think I'm going to send it in. It's a good. It's a good marketing thing. I think it is. You know what? You should watch are the despecialized editions. The despecialized editions. Yeah, because they're is that an oxymoron. No, the uh, the only way to get the Blu-ray quality is to get the Blu-ray version, which has all the extra mm-hmm. shit in there that nobody yeah. likes. So some various people on the internet have collaboratively put together a blu-ray quality version of the original theatrical cut using different sources and cleaning them up oh so taking out all the stuff like the jedi rock song or all the stupid little animals running around in moss eisley to fix it 
that's just my concern seeing this the the trailers for all the stuff is just it looks like it just has that prequel-z kind of vibe or like all like the extra shit happening and it's filmed at like these weird low angles looks like a marvel movie like that's the avengers meets star wars i i'm just not sold until i see it i don't trust jj abrams like i said before yeah, bring myself to I would it. like to be cautiously optimistic about these things because, Same here. yeah, as a fan, I really want it to be good, but I did see the prequels. I saw all three of them in the theater and That's what I mean, though. was like, disappointed. As a fan, I want it to be good, but I've also had like my heart stomped on a little bit, so I, I'm not ready to just be like, oh, yeah, Star Wars is coming out. It's going to be great. Like I have to, I have to assume it's going to suck and then be pleasantly surprised. It's going to take you a while to love again. Is that what you're saying? Uh, take me a while to put up with anything <laughs> named Star Wars, yeah, because of how horrible the prequels were. But to add to that discussion we've been having, though, about you know tinkering with things here, I do have to say, though, that most of the things that were done to the special editions in 1997 made the movies better. Yeah. Especially the first one. Especially um, when they're having the Death Star battle. I mean, some of those shots with the visual effects of like them doing the dog fighting there in the original theatrical version, it, it looks, it did not age well. And so for just a few, and they used the, the CGI very judiciously when they did those. So I give them a lot of credit because those things, it improved the movies. Now, what he did with the Blu-ray things and in the 2004 DVD editions, like putting Anakin in there and all that shit, that detracted from the movies made them worse yeah i think the 1987 True. edition is okay you want to go back and like clean up the stormtrooper banging his head on the door in the death star Fine. that's just classic Fine. <laughs> like if that's what you really want to do great but then he starts doing stuff like you know luke screams when he falls in bezpin then the next version he doesn't and then luke says no and then he doesn't like you, you go back and change it again or i want it this way or you know, I think that the Ewoks should have CGI blinking eyes. Like, why, George? Why does that really matter? Okay, well, I mean, it's a little weird and freaky that they don't blink, though, in the original. And <laughs> But, I mean, they're fucking aliens. Maybe they don't blink. Like, just... Why would they have eyes like that, then, though, if they didn't blink? Do they have, like, a nictitating membrane Maybe. or something? They would have What's to have that? that. Nictitating? It's the yeah. thing amphibians have. They have it in their, their eyes. You guys are pretty smart. Am I your father? Maybe. We did find you in an alley, so it's possible. I am Darth Vader. No, oh, Kylo Ren is not a Sith, by the way. No. no I think that's something that, that. that they've been very clear about, that the Sith are gone, Darth Vader and the Emperor were the last two, they're dead, and or that we know and of. And the Emperor was that guy in the long, black, flowing yeah. robe. Yeah. The Sith The guy. 100-year-old dude. Yeah, he was, the, that's another thing, though. Was nasty we, we can just talk about the special edition for a second where they changed the, the original effect they did, which was the old lady wearing the shawl with the chimpanzee eyes rotoscoped in. Yeah, see, that I don't think improved the movie. Right, that, w that was yeah. creepy, the original one. That was really weird. Yeah, and the voice acting was fine there. Less is more, that was yeah. the whole emphasis on in that scene. And then they, they changed the dialogue, too, for that scene yeah. and put uh, McDermott or whatever his they name is. They put prophecy stuff in there. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think that improved the movie. Most of the things that I think improved those films in 97 were like the, the space visual effect shots mm. that they altered. Yeah, well, like... Flying into Cloud City, all to, that. To talk cool. about that same scene, though, with the Emperor, like when the, the asteroid hits the Star Destroyer and you see the captain, like, you know, like, flung back and his hologram <laughs> disappears, like, okay, that's cool. But then, like, creepy Emperor, which was old lady, like the old bag lady with the chimp eyes, like that was shouldn't have been fucked with. Yeah. But Kylo Ren apparently is a Ren. That's what the speculation the is. That, Ren. Yeah, that Ren is a, a title, so like Darth. So Luke Whatever. would be Luke Ren if he were in charge of that, which is, doesn't really roll off the tongue. Is George, uh, James Earl Jones going to have a some sort of part? No, I don't think so. Not even like voice? Because he's the voice of Darth Vader, and yeah, Darth Vader's isn't dead. Isn't there some, some sort of retrospective they don't, Darth build in the movie or nah, not? Yeah, they don't do flashbacks. No. no. Flashbacks I mean, are kind of a cheesy plot device. He's, he became the voice of CNN afterwards, didn't he? I guess. Yeah. And but, Sprint commercials. And sprint. <laughs> Even if you were going to have him come back, though, like if you're going to have Darth Vader in there, it would be like Anakin's ghost, and then that raises the prospect of Hayden Christensen, which is awful, but it would Ugh. never be James Earl Jones because he was Ooh. the voice inside the suit. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
So it would be Ghost Guy, whoever Ghost Guy was, just some dude. Right, and the, the guy who was actually in the Darth Vader suit, his voice sounded... Who's the Ghost Guy in the cartoon? David that? Prowse. Yeah, his voice yeah. sounded hilarious. Highly recommend everybody yeah. <laughs> look up on YouTube, like the, the unlooped versions of those scenes. David Prowse has like a little girl voice, like, search the whole ship, I want him alive! Which is ironic, because he's a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> Too many steroids. No, he was just a huge guy. He's like seven. The voice is just incongruous with the size of the person. It's just funny. What were you asking? Who was the ghost guy? In what? And there's a cartoon ghost. Ghost guy. What's that? What is it? Uh, Space Ghost? Space Ghost. There you go. Space Ghost. Coast to Coast. Yes. Great show. Space Ghost is not in Star Wars, unfortunately. No, I know. He doesn't appear in the film. (laughs) Space Ghost was pretty cool. It was. Yeah. I, I remember that. He's a Hanna-Barbera property who's owned right. by... Hey, you guys going to start review cartoons? If so, they're sci-fi. Yeah. But not Walking Dead cartoons. No. There is no, no Walking Dead cartoons. Yeah, there, yeah. there is a yeah. specific genre that Walking Dead fits into. It's called survival horror. It's the same place that Resident Evil fits into. Okay. Where they're, you know, Resident Evil also has a virus that creates zombies... But it's survival horror because it's not about using science to solve the problems like Star Trek or Star Wars. It's about surviving. Listeners, before we came on, we were the three of us having a debate in terms of whether Walking Dead is science fiction or not. And no, therefore, a debate? My, no, no. Debate. You were being a bitch about it. You were just saying, like, well, I no, choose to disagree. No, Clark, Clark, Clark was like, this is my podcast. We're no, not review those, it. those words were put in my mouth. You were the one saying, so it's a dictatorship. I didn't disagree with you. Listeners, I think you guys are on Twitter. Yeah. You guys blow up Twitter and tell these guys you want to have Walking Dead reviewed one of these times. See, our listeners are smart people, though. I'm not saying anything about their intellect at all. How many listeners do you have now? How do we have? We have around 4,000 listeners, so. Fantastic. All right. Well, 10% of you out there, go to Twitter and tell Clark and Grant that you want a review of Walking Dead. No, because okay. our listeners know the difference between survival horror and science fiction. How do we get on this again? It's going to take me a while to watch all of the Walking Dead stuff up until now anyway. Oh, no, it's good. You can skip the second and third season. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not going to just watch it all in a weekend. Like I No, you don't want to binge on it. You get sick. But it's good. You're the one to turn me on to it, Clark, when I was traveling all the, all yeah. the time. Because the first season's great, and then after that, nothing happens. It's uh, like the prequels. The fir- it's all good. This year's even better than the first. See, to me, it fits in the category of the prequels where it's like, oh, this could be cool. And then, you know, Jar Jar Binks shows up and it's just like, uh, no. The, the great, the one truly but Jar Jar Binks' thing. toy was good. You guys got to admit no, that. No, the toy even wasn't good. No, the, the, the toy didn't do the anything was that good. was remarkable. Yeah, the toy well, was... You, you played with it. I don't know. We don't have any no. Jar Jar didn't toys. Didn't I get you guys a nope, Jar Jar no, Binks? No, no, never. Sorry. Never. Did I get you a Green Grinch? Yes, I did. Yeah, Jar Jar is... Also not in Star Wars. I think Jar Jar was one of the toys that was in the bins, the, the bargain 99-cent <laughs> bins. Cent yeah, like, he has like, just, like old, tons of him. The old dinosaur ones in there. No, because don't you remember when episode one came out, like, they made a toy for literally everything yeah. in the movie. So, like, all the characters that nobody gave a shit about, like, they were just filling these huge bins in, like, Toys R Us. That's bad. <laughs> but, I mean, if it's a background character, I can see <laughs> people not caring about it. Like, nobody wants but, Watto. But Jar Jar is, like, just injected into every scene which is why you grow to hate him because there's just the movie's happening and then he shows up for no reason contributes nothing and just like flaps around and talks in a squeaky voice it's like why can't you go to the death camp the robots are running i do like though in episode two how like palpatine did like the super concern troll and got manipulated jar jar into giving him like all of the dictatorial powers That's another great. reason to hate jar jar he's the whole so reason jar jar still happened. being sold on at toys r us as a toy i you know what i'm sure he is yes yeah i mean they still make toys of all no, the sorry characters. he's on ebay pardon me there's like the Hasbro has like six different star wars toy lines and they make they're still making all the characters from all yeah. the movies Dancing Jar Jar Binks. Unless it's a dance of death, I don't want to see it. Well, Seventh Seal. I do like I do like the special features though, where they show the guy with the Jar Jar hat on his head for like the the motion capture thing. That looks so retarded. But I mean, that's (laughs) that's talent, and the the CGI people who brought him to life—that's talent. But it's just like in service of what? In service of him, like 
licking fruit out of the bowl and Qui-Gon catches right. his tongue or he steps in shit and Mos Eisley like, ah, Yeah, ha, yeah, ha. they're right. You're right. They really did shit all over that guy's performance. Yeah. Like the articulation that he brought to... It's just like if they had... Like the guy who was in the alien suit, an alien, like he made that thing scary by the way he moved and if they had just like made it a funny movie it would have, it would have ruined it what's this thing though like it Jar, the movie's not really supposed to be funny but jar jar is supposed to be a funny character he's and the it, comic relief that's what his purpose was intended for but i mean com- like good comic relief is like c-3po like when they're all he thinks they're getting crushed to death in the trash compactor and he thinks they're dying because they're cheering they're happy that it stopped like that's funny all right do you notice though the how that they very much minimize jar jar in the second uh, I think they got the prequels. message. And in the third yeah. movie, he only shows up at the funeral for Natalie Portman. So right. they understood by the end. Which really, she was, you know, she jumped right out of that pot after and was like, hey, I'm finally done with this shit. Thank you. Hooray, my I guess you guys really don't like Jar Jar Binks or what he stands for. And just like, why is he in What the does movie? he stand for, though? Yeah. He doesn't stand for, like, truth, justice, and the American way or anything. The universe way. No, he's... he's America wasn't in... Wait a minute. Do we have a prominent role in Star Wars? No. No, because Earth... There's, there's no planet Earth, Earth, so that really gets in the way That's of that. Although some, some forum people speculate that Coruscant might be a future Earth. I think that yeah. I think I put that into the system, actually. Anything to really just tie it all together. I think Jar Jar was just Well, you know what? I'm looking character. forward to this. You guys can be skeptical. You have a right to be. But no, I think, I'm, I think I'm cautiously cool. optimistic. I think it'll I, be cool. Disney, this is the biggest thing Disney's going to do... In a long time, it's going to be great. And the biggest thing Disney's going to do is Marvel Civil War. Well, that's that's being that's out now, isn't it? No, it's no. Out in, in no, no. Captain America Civil War is coming out. But oh There's yeah. the whole Civil War storyline in Marvel where the two uh, factions fight over whether or not superheroes should be subordinate to the government. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest thing they're going to do. <clears throat> What's the new Batman movie coming out? Twenty sixteen. Who's going to be in it? Ben Affleck and um, oh, Henry yeah, Cavill yeah, yeah, and Gal Gadot and that's her name. No, I mean, right? when's the real Batman coming out again? Never, so never. Christian Bale retired. He's, He's done. done. This forever. new movie is like they're trying to start the Justice League. Oh, versus the Avengers from Marvel. Got it. So they're they're using the new. So Batman who's going to be who's going to be in the Batman movie then? So they're shoehorning Superman in because Batman and Superman have to fight for some reason. They're putting Wonder Woman in. Uh, God Green Arrow. Uh, maybe the Flash. I think right. uh, Aquaman is going to be in Aquaman. It. Jason yeah. Momoa. Yeah. Or that sounds as, like fun. Sam. Jason as, Moma. Yes. We must call uh, Jason <laughs> Moma. Jason Moma. Yeah. Don't worry, Sam. We really like you. But I just the. I don't know. Batman versus Superman seems like it's way too serious. It's basically they're taking lots of plot elements from The Dark Knight Returns, and they're gonna. You guys watching Gotham? By any chance? It's no, because we're not talking about Gotham. Because no, it's no, not I sci-fi. mean just real quick. Have you you guys been watching it? I've watched the first season. Season? Have you, Grant? I haven't seen any of it. Oh, I'm just, you should watch. Do you like just, it, Clark? Too much, pretty good. That, it's pretty good. You know that is the a good problem to have nowadays. There's just too much good stuff to be watching, so you have to choose carefully. Well, I've downloaded it all, so you don't have to. You can watch it. It's on iTunes. So. But it's not like a it's not a cost thing. It's a time thing. No, I know, I know, but it's really good. I think it's it's pretty violent for TV actually. So anyway, like anyway, back to Star Wars. The way it looks to to wrap it up, uh, like I think clearly, I'm I'm I want to be optimistic about it. I I think I think the character of Ray sounds really cool. I'm looking forward to that. See what they do because Luke Skywalker, his character was originally intended to be a female, so this is kind of like a fulfillment of George Lucas's original script vision, which kind of cool how they do that let's see how they do it so that looks the most promising thing to me wasn't her, her Luke Skywalker character. an old man with a robot head though in the original script and Han Solo was like a frog monster and he C-3PO was a used car salesman I don't know I think I that's know. what it was in the original draft I like Ray's little bike she has I think that's pretty cool the 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 it looks like a lawnmower yeah thing. <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> be pretty neat Dad, what do you think? We're I think, I think the, the movie's going to be actually really, really good. And I think the three that were the, quote, prequels, they all sucked. The reason I... I, didn't, I don't think I watched any. Maybe I went to one of them with you guys, but I remember you guys you, coming you home. Fell and you fell asleep. You guys were like... Yeah, I fell asleep during one of them because that, yeah. that, that really sucked. 
but you guys would come home and say, eh, it wasn't very good, that wasn't very good. So I have, I'm optimistic this will be really good. You got a power director. He had a flame out with Star Trek, but we'll give him that one. You got Disney's backing. And they, don't make, they don't make crap. Got good storyline, good actors. We'll see. But I'm optimistic. I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to go to this one. I will give JJ one chance, but I'm deeply concerned about this movie based on not only the director's track record, but also just the, the trailers seem to lend it more to the previous work of J.J. Abrams, like Star Trek 2009, which was a, a big bait-and-switch disappointment. So well, I remain open to the possibility this movie could be good, but I'm going to assume that it's probably not. What? That's pretty cheery. <laughs> Listen... I was all pumped for the prequels and they sucked, and I was all pumped for Star Trek and then it sucked. So it's like your your you demeanor you've been you pumped s- out. You sound like the new thing they're doing in, in Doctor Who, where he doesn't really understand people's emotions, so he has a set of cue cards to uh, tell people gently that they're dying and stuff like that, and he has to like shuffle between them. <laughs> Two cue cards. It's great. It sucks. Like I'm Take I'm sorry you're dying. I I can't really do anything about it. <laughs> So, listeners, before we wrap up here, uh, please go on Twitter and let Clark know that Walking Dead must be reviewed at least one time. Thank you. Zombies happen. Rick dies in the comics. Glenn dies in the comics. Most of everybody Glenn, in the starting Glenn group is just dies resurrected. in the comics. Glenn's back. Glenn is dead on TV. Rick's going to die ah, next Glenn year is, on TV. Glenn is back. I mean, should I continue? Glenn's the zombie overlord When everybody's going to die. Rick's not, never going to die. Yeah, Rick's already dead in the comics. Yeah, but comics, momics. He's, he's the man. Rick comes back as a cyborg zombie. So the point is whether or not, you know, it's sci-fi. It's already set up for season seven, incidentally. It's already Good. been renewed. Great. It's making AMC money. That's wonderful for AMC, but it's not sci-fi. It's survival horror. Go to your Twitter account, listeners. No, no, Dad, Prove Clark wrong. You can you, do a poll on Twitter. Are, ask yeah, people, ask Twitter people whether or not they believe it's sci-fi. No, this is, <laughs> this I'm, is I'm like I'm prepared gravity. to be wrong. We I'm prepared to be you wrong. You can't get together and vote that gravity doesn't exist. It just is. <laughs> I'm prepared to be wrong. You are, you're reaching down the wrong rabbit hole. I think you're too old to understand Twitter. Ooh. Yeah. See, Ooh. people on Twitter like play video games, so they're all up on Resident Evil. So they know like what the zombie apocalypse deal is, which is survival horror. Like Dead Rising 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. PlayStation 2 and 3 games, mm-hmm. they know. Now, if you want to go to the retirement home and ask them, Twitter, maybe... Twitter followers, just, just maybe go Maybe they'd know. They'll ask you if that's some new version of Shuffleboard. Yeah, you say, exactly. is it or is it not something we should review on super high sci-fi? That's the question. Uh, the poll says no. It's not sci-fi. 